1: What's up everyone, it's Noah Daniels. And while we're on the Real Hauntings channel, we have a new episode to debut for you. Stephanie Strange is actually the host for this episode and we're here for the Strange Family Corner. And she has brought on a guest that she's gonna interview. And this is hopefully something we can do like once a month or when Stephanie has time. Stephanie, thank you so much for doing this.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here today and I'm excited to have Brittany with us. Uh, Brittany, can you tell us a little bit about to a quick intro so the audience gets familiar with your background and everything.
3: Yes. Well, hi, Stephanie. And hi, Noah. Thank you for having me on this. I'm so excited. It's my first podcast. So my name is Brittany Crabb. I'm a YouTuber and I'm a paranormal investigator. I've been, oh my God, I've been obsessed with the paranormal since I was born. That's what I usually say. And my entire life, I've just been obsessed with TV shows with the paranormal. I've been obsessed with going to scary places. I love dark stuff like demons and everything. I don't actually love them, but you know what I mean? I love investigating. I love staying overnight at haunted places, especially by myself, because I like to challenge myself that way. And I just get so freaking excited about it, too. I also collect a lot of haunted objects. I have a lot of haunted dolls that I've purchased online, and a lot of activity has happened with that. I also have um, a haunted merry go round toy. And it's just, that. I just love haunted stuff and I'm crazy and I run towards the paranormal. I don't run away. (laughs) That was a great
2: intro. And, you know, to kind of go into that a little bit more, like I see you as like the legally blonde of like ghosts. Yes, You are so pink, so feminine in a powerful, (laughs) courageous way in ways that most people don't think of. Right. Because in this no. paranormal ghost hunting space, like people like to prove themselves in a, in a way that they have to be manly, manly or masculine to, yes. you know, be a ghost hunter. Whereas like you have really set the bar. And I think that's why you have been so successful over like basically this decade, you. you know? <laughs> oh,
3: <okay. laughs>
2: because you just, it, again, I, mean, I see you. It's just like, you are so unique in the space, like a breath of fresh air, like the colorful hey. colors, you're, like, everything is just so theatrical. And, you oh, know, the God. fact that you're just like, <laughs> You're almost like a Harley Quinn personality, too, though. Like, not all have the you. Crazy- have so much to be <laughs> <single> Harley Quinn. <laughs> Thank yes. you. Um, and so that's why it's like so cool. I'm so excited for this audience to get to know you a little bit more in that respect yeah. because we need to see more of that. Like, you know, women can be really cool and even like more courageous at times in a different spinoff.
3: So, Thank yeah, you. how long have you been doing YouTube for? Oh my gosh. So, I started making videos for Facebook like back in 2006. Oh and isn't that when YouTube came out? But I was. Posting just music videos on there. You know, when music videos back in the day were the thing. And I was posting some skits. Like I did MTV's Cribs. I did yes. Harry Potter skits where I was Draco Malfoy. <laughs> I, and also I'm Crab because, you know, Vincent Crab and Harry Potter, I was him a few times too. And I'm Brittany Crabb. That's what I mean. We have the same last name. <laughs> yeah, I started then. And then I was making horror skits. So I was doing Bloody Mary stuff. And then it just kind of, I changed it into paranormal and ghost hunting. So I I really started taking it seriously probably in 2013, but I've been on there since like 2006 and I wasn't posting as much back then. It was just music videos and scary stuff here and there, but now it's like my full-time thing and I just, I keep on doing it and- now I go to more haunted places. I involve more people. And my brother comes with me too. He's actually my camera person. So we stay Uh overnight. We have a lot of fun. So, and I trust him and we just have like a really good relationship that way. And he knows how I want things filmed. So I don't even have to worry when he's my camera guy.
2: Right. Like (laughs) born with a cameraman, like it's born (laughs) into family. Like what a great...
3: It's so like true. Access to that.
1: <laughs> Since you mentioned Harry Potter, I'm really curious. What house would both of you be in?
3: Oh, I'm a Slytherin.
1: Okay, so we got two Slytherins <laughs> and one Ravenclaw here.
3: Oh, you were Ravenclaw, or not Ravenclaw? You were
1: a hundred percent. Uh, yeah.
3: But don't you get along <laughs> with Ravenclaws, anyways? Or is that yeah?
1: House I married one, so I hope so. Yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, okay, good. Yeah.
1: Okay, we'll just go with that. You know, it was a great combo. Very great, great combo. Oh my
3: God. Stephanie, though, I think you look like a Gryffindor to me. Like, yeah,
2: but I am just, I've always been a really weird, like people have always like put the combination of like, I'm weird, but I'm very smart. And I'm like, I don't see myself that yeah. way, but okay. Like I'll go with it. And I have a hard time making friends. And I feel like, like Luna, like she's just so quirky, so I smart. Love and like, she's so creative too. Like I'm a very creative person. Like I literally have a 3D printer, a press machine. I draw nice. I do cosplay. I just, I, that's just what I do. So, um, uh, makes sense how I ended up being a Ravenclaw, <laughs>
3: cool. It's got the blue hair
2: too, like Ravenclaw. I know, right? Like I just, I'm channeling it right now, honestly, for real. (laughs) Uh, So back in 2013, no, 2000, early 2014, I was actually trying to get into the whole YouTube space myself. And I gave up on it because my ex at the time was not really being supportive about it. And I actually did a really fun, uh, like, I guess I don't know what they're called anymore, but there's a name for it where you sit down in a room of psychics and they just read you. And I am like, fine, fine, we'll do it. And it was actually um, a class where people would practice. And so it was three women and they were picking up the whole YouTube thing. They didn't really say YouTube, but they're like, Hey, I I feel like there's a film like filming energy around you, if you continue with that, you'll be really successful with it if you if you want to. And I'm like, this is weird. Like the only thing I'm trying to do right now is YouTube under the side, but I'm not trying to tell people that because it's embarrassing. And because you know the stigma of like wanting to do YouTube back in the day. Yes. So, <laughs> right. And so yeah. I just gave up on it though. Cause like my ex was being so negative. I'm like, you're right. Like I'm not going to make it in the YouTube space. Like I'm going to give up. And then fast forward, here I am doing stuff on TikTok and with Buzzfeed and all this stuff. I actually got a text message from my ex. Cause he saw me on TikTok. He's like, I'm so sorry that I tried to persuade you away from YouTube. You should have stuck with it. I'm so sorry. And
3: I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Middle finger for those idiots. He's a law. an idiot. <laughs> right? No, but like, yeah, you know, and of course he comes back when you're um, all successful and just having fun and doing what you love. Like, of course he's gonna come back. Of I course. hate people like that. I
2: no, know. I'm glad he's gone. <laughs> and like, yeah, so like, once I believed in myself and I got on TikTok and I started like just having fun with it, and like you said, like just a law of assumption, like not a fe- not expecting anything, just. Assuming, uh-huh. right, for me, I'm like, I'm just gonna have fun with it. And I'm not going to expect anything. If it happens, if happens, if not, like, rather, when I started YouTube, I was so insecure, so self conscious, because I had yeah. one that I was sharing a space with telling me all the time that it was not for me. And I'm like, so of course, I believed in it. And I gave up. And look, I <laughs>
3: yeah. you just always got to believe that whatever's meant for you, it will not pass you by, like, it will always happen. Like, we're not meant to be on this earth to suffer unless you choose that, you know, like you just got to right. believe and be positive. I know it can be hard with stuff going on and everything, but at the end of the day, like meditate and just try to think positive and just try to put that into your subconscious mind. I sleep with um affirmations on in my own voice. I love that. Oh my God. I need to start doing that. I need to start doing it's that. It's amazing. Cause then <laughs> your like, ego mind is totally shut off and everything's just yes. going to your subconscious. So I love that.
2: <laughs> yeah. I feel like this is a great segue into just like, how courageous are you because you're talking about how you are so positive and you are very for those of you that don't know Remy she's a very positive person and I so <laughs> contagious and on top of that she like you know for example right she talks about demons and going to haunted places most people are like oh my god I'm gonna get attacked by something and she's like nope I I want something to happen to me and she's like very daring <laughs> about it yeah I want to be attacked uh there's like a tiktok of her like pretending to be dragged down the stairs It's like funny um if you haven't checked it out please what's your mentality like when you go to these haunted places have you ever been attacked you know you have haunted items back
3: there too um has Mm -hmm. that ever tried to attack you or freak you out i don't know i'm kind of curious you know what unfortunately i've never been attacked i can't believe i just said unfortunately but i've experienced a lot and I've never been dragged before. And I want to be dragged across the room <laughs> by a ghost. I mean, who wouldn't? I want it to be like a horror movie on camera and just everything, everything has to be caught on camera. I would be the happiest person on the planet if that happened. I want crazy evidence. I want what you see in the horror movies. I want something to like lift me up, <laughs> and throw me against a wall or something. I was so weird. Like I'm the craziest person on the planet, but I, I think that's what sets me apart from, a lot of people in the paranormal because you know what? And I'm not trying to be a hater or anything, but everybody runs away and screams. Aren't you supposed to run towards it and get that evidence? Like, Why are you running away? You know what, though? I get it. It's scary and it's supposed to be scary. And you know, sometimes I get freaked out too, but I'm never going to run away unless I think there is an actual living human being that's around because you honestly, I'm more scared of people than ghosts, especially what people are capable of, and especially if you're like in an Real abandoned talk. place overnight, and you think that a, a crazy man is out there or something, then yes, I'm going to run away. So but if it's a demon, I'm going to talk to the demon. I met Annabelle, by the way, and I was telling her that she is um, like I'm her biggest fan, the doll Annabelle. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> in. yeah, in Connecticut. I, and I said like, oh my god, it's so nice to meet you, and I think the demon liked me because in the picture with her, she's smiling at the camera.
1: Brittany, I'm curious because, you know, you're essentially stating, okay, so granted, a lot of people that are going to listen to this podcast, they're already like in the mindset of us where they love haunting stuff and, you know, they enjoy it. But let's just say like your average person, they hear that and they're like, hell no, I'm running away from like a creepy (laughs) sound in the house, you know, whatever. I've got this friend who her whole dream in life is to get hit by a car, like not enough to kill her or anything. She just wants to experience getting hit by a slow moving car. Right. That's so that's, I think a normal reaction, but I also think when people hear like, Oh, I want to be dragged down a hallway by a demon, they would have the same reaction you just had to somebody getting (laughs) hit by the car, which is, Oh my God, what, why? So I'm curious Is there something in your past or like, do you think it's nature or nurture that makes you want to dive towards the darker parts of the supernatural world? That's
3: a very good question. I've never been asked that. I don't know. I just think I was born crazy and I just always want to experience the most messed up stuff like in the best way, if that even makes sense. I I honestly don't know. I don't know where my love for the paranormal comes from. I just grew up being obsessed and watching ghost shows and dreaming about being a ghost hunter. And I don't know, I'm just so fascinated by it. And I get mad if something doesn't happen. Like if I don't experience something and other people are, I just don't get it because I feel like I should be the one experiencing that because it's what I want. So why are they experiencing it when they're scared? Hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but I also think point. A lot of people have a theory that I scare the ghosts away or I scare the demons away because I'm so welcoming of them.
1: You're like a fisherman that's like, keeps splashing the water when everybody else is like, be quiet. We're trying to catch a fish here. Exactly.
3: (laughs) So I don't, I've just always been a daredevil. I love that adrenaline rush. (laughs) Like if a ghost was actually chasing me, Oh, you know what? To be honest though, I probably would be freaked out in the moment, but I'd be living like my heart would be racing. I'd be so excited. I'd cry because I'd be excited and, I mean, Stephanie knows. (laughs) She knows how crazy I witnessed
2: it. Speaking of like, you know, running after like the danger, you know, the dangerous, quote unquote, because, you know, to you, it's not dangerous to you. It's exciting. What is the most haunted experience you've ever had?
3: God, I have a lot. There's this one. There's a castle in Northumberland, England. It's called Chillingham Castle. I was there with my brother in 2018. We were there for 48 hours. It's known as the scariest place on earth. I grew up watching it on most haunted and scariest places on earth, like the TV shows. And I was like, I'm going to go here one day. And I did. This is hard to believe. I have a video about it on YouTube, like an hour long. But I saw a table levitate four times in the air. And that night changed my life forever. I can't explain it. I was scared, but I was like, "Oh my god, I'm living." And I was saying, "Thank you so much. Like this means so much to me. I've always wanted to experience stuff as it was happening." It took me a while to even say that because I don't have it on camera. I wasn't filming when it happened. So I remember before I made a video about it. I think I made a video about it like 3 months later because I wanted to get my story out there to my viewers, but I was so scared cuz I'm like No one's even going to believe it, but I have my brother who was there and he witnessed the same thing. And we literally talk about this experience almost every single day. It freaked us out that much. But for me, it freaked me out in the best way. To be honest, I've always been skeptical of things too. I'm a huge believer, but I'm skeptical in paranormal encounters sometimes with what people say they experience. I never thought I would ever see a table levitate, especially four times, but it happened. And then I witnessed a dark kind of shadow figure at Eastern State Penitentiary in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, in the distance, it was peeking behind a cell door. Like, I saw it. It looked like a man. I could tell it was a man, but it was a shadow. Like, it was like a shadow man. And then he went back in, and my brother and I were asking, can you walk towards us? And you can kind of, it's on camera too. This is on camera. You can hear footsteps. And then we asked him, can you run towards us? And you hear him running, like and I was oh living but you never I, I, ask a spirit to run towards you and most people are scared of shadow people we,
2: we've, we've talked about this before it's like shadow people are the creepiest things ever because you can't make they out are. what it is it's just like a shadow uh-huh. What the heck? going back to the castle thing so you mentioned that it levitated four times right and mm-hmm. like how do you know this was like I mean this is for the audience right I believe that it happened right now. yeah based on everything you've done I believe that that happened um yes. but for the audience sake you know, you, you talked about the table. Anyone can dismiss that as like, what if it's just like, you know, really rinky dinky table and it's light. Warm Girl, it was in the-, the
3: air, like <laughs> in the air four times. And then it was like, it was coming down, like going up and down and shaking. And I, I never believed in that until that night. I always thought that's just in the horror movies.
1: This episode of The Real Haunting's Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey, everyone, it's Noah Daniels, and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him.
0: Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N.
3: Is it like an
2: antique table? Like one of those like antique, real wood antique tables that like was an original piece to the castle. Interesting.
3: I don't think it was an original piece, but it was one of those, it was in the Great Hall. It's like one of those long tables, but it was divided into threes, maybe because it was so long, like three yeah. tables kind. And yeah, it was, oh my God, it was like three in the morning or something when it happened. Oh I believe it was three in the morning, like around um uh the witching hour, like the devil's hour. We were asking the spirits to basically like put on a show for us. And I said, like, I've been dreaming to come here since I was a little girl. I would really love it if you could do something. And they did. And when it was happening, I I'm not a psychic. I mean, I'm a, I guess I'm kind of an empath. Like I feel things, but I don't see spirits. I wish I did. I don't know why I don't, but I felt when it was happening, I felt I could just feel a man behind me and he didn't like me. I felt it like he was approaching me, but from behind. And it's almost like I could see him in my head. So I don't know. I guess that is a little psychic. I don't know. Yeah, that is. Mm -hmm. I could see him in my head. And it was just like the figure of a guy behind me. And he didn't want me there. That's how I felt. So I was kind of scared because I thought he was going to hurt me. But at the same time, I was living because I know this sounds so weird. Your viewers are going to be like, what is wrong with (laughs) her? But at the same time, like, I kind of want to experience that. So I know that it's real. I want to experience everything. I want to get scratches bruises, anything. I've had scratches before though. And like red marks on me from investigations too. So, but sometimes I just want more. It's never, that sounds really bad, but it's like never good enough for me, except though the table (laughs) levitating was more than enough, but I just, I want more. I know that you mentioned that you were, even
2: though you are open-minded and you do what you do and you can be skeptical, right? Like, I mean, I I feel like most people find that so hard to believe, but I'm like the same way where it's like, I'm so open-minded. I believe in ghosts and like totally 10 out of 10. But I'm also skeptical with some people's experiences. Yeah. So uh-huh. I guess like after that experience, when you saw the table, like uh-huh. did like that change your perception at some point? Like, was there something that you went in thinking like, okay, ghosts can't really do this. But then after that experience, you're like, okay, no, actually ghosts can do this. Like, did that change your perception a little bit more of like how you view this whole like, space of the paranormal
3: yeah it definitely did like and then I got really sick after too oh, and wow. my brother he had to go to the hospital because we were going on a cruise after and we I mean we don't know if it was paranormal and from all the energy being used for it to lift up like we don't know if we suffered the conf- consequences of being extremely sick like I had pink eye and all this weird stuff I haven't oh, had wow. pink eye since I'm nine and I was so sick, like every day I got a new symptom. So the whole time on my cruise, it was just like a disaster. <laughs> and, but it just, yeah, it made me realize that like, holy crap, this is real, even though I've always believed in it. It's just, yeah. I never believed it I guess to that extent that what you see in horror movies is actually real but it is I mean I've never witnessed somebody being thrown across the room or anything like that and I think that's kind of why I want these things to happen to me so then I'll be like oh wow like yeah because obviously I'm gonna believe myself if it happened to me exactly you know what I mean
1: one of the things that pushed my interest in the paranormal is my fear of death has your experiences your beliefs what you're seeking does it make you more likely to or not believe in religion like do you have a relationship with religion or kind of how do you balance believing in you know ghosts and spirits along with like you know what people may claim as like the true belief in god you know what i mean like to me that all gets like kind of confusing doing i wouldn't call our podcast investigating but i mean you know we've heard so many stories and it's like Once I start believing in things, or even if I believe in my own experiences where I saw a ghost and put my hand through it, if I my problem is if I believe that, then where do my beliefs stop? Like, how do I say, well, this is true and this isn't? Like, how do you balance all that information?
3: Right. Um, Well, I've always believed in heaven and I've always believed in hell. I mean, obviously, I've never been there, but I've always just known that there's spirits out there. My outlook on life or not life on death to be honest, that's like my biggest fear is death. It freaks me out because you just don't know when. And I know this sounds so bad to you, but like, say I died tomorrow and I went up to heaven. I'd be so mad. You know, how they say people who've had experiences that they go up to heaven and it's all peaceful. Yeah. I, I bet it's peaceful, but I'd be like, that wasn't my time. Like, send me back, please. I would be Heartbroken. I have so much life to live, so that freaks me out. I don't think about it as much as I used to, but I mean, who wants to die? Nobody wants to die. So
1: you're you're that person in the movie where you hear like uh, where you hear like Morgan Freeman's voice, and it's like it's not your time yet, and then your eyes just shoot back open.
3: It's not. I want to die when I'm like 100. I have so much life ahead of me, and I have so much exciting things happening. I'm staying around, (laughs) but no, it freaks me out just, you know, with the world and everything and just people and, you know, you just always got to be cautious and always look over your shoulder, unfortunately, but it's weird though, because my whole life is the paranormal and it's about death pretty much. Yeah. It is kind of comforting too, because these spirits are talking to you, but at the same time, some of them need help. And then you feel bad. Sometimes it it does kind of stress me out because I'm like, oh my God, imagine being stuck here when you're dead and you want to come back and but you don't want to move on. I don't know, especially with when people die young, it just it freaks me out, but it freaks out everybody. I refuse to die. I am going to live till 100 or like 144 if I can, I don't know, 144, <laughs> 144. Something like that. But I love life and I love living and I want to experience so much and I'm still young, you know? Yeah.
2: I remember you told me about that cast story a while ago and I love that story because it's so, even though you are a ghost hunter, you may not always capture things and like, you're like, dang, I don't want to talk about it. But like, I had this experience. Um, but the other one is the haunted Mary, right, the merry-go-round
3: part. Yeah, I have it with me. It's right uh, beside me. So would you say that's the most haunted piece that you have? Yeah, definitely. There's a spirit attached to it. I've picked up on the name Zach, but I don't know if that's his name. I don't know if it's because he knows that I'm a huge Zach Bagans fan. So he's like, I'm just going to call myself Zach to get her attention. But I've captured like crazy orbs on uh, my night vision camera. And I remember when I was talking to the camera once, because I film a lot of videos in night vision, even if I'm not investigating, it's just creepy to me. And there was this giant orb that went by my face. And um I have an animatronic over there, well, beside me, Krampus, and a lot of activity happens around my Krampus animatronic. But it's just, I feel like, and also, oh my God, this is weird. I, okay, when we were talking about shadow people earlier, when I'm really happy and like, having fun and just like listening to my favorites. So like Michael Jackson and Britney Spears and I'm just living in the moment, I will see like shadow figures coming from the corners of my eyes, like approaching me. And every time I look, nothing's there. And it always happens when I'm just in the moment and like listening to Michael Jackson or Britney Spears. So I don't know if the spirit doesn't like Michael Jackson or Britney Spears. (laughs) I don't know, it's weird, but every time I notice that, like every time I'm listening to them, and I'm just in my own world or whatever, I see these figures coming up from the side and I'm like, what the heck? But every time I look around, it's not there. So I don't know what that's all about. I've never actually seen a shadow person like in my bedroom staring at me, but I wish that would happen to me. I would absolutely love that. But you know what? My argument is to paranormal people, don't you want this stuff to happen? Like it's the whole point. You're trying to get evidence all the time. So might as well get it really crazy and stuff. (laughs)
1: I think I believe enough already that I like I definitely don't want to be dragged down the hallway I've seen enough horror movies I'm not sure I could Mm -hmm. come back I kind of know where my mental health is and I don't know if I could survive (laughs) explaining that one to myself
3: (laughs) that is you know what though uh, really thinking about it if that really did happen to me eventually I would be freaked out like I think I would be shaking and everything and then I'd have time to kind of take it in and I'd be like oh my god that actually happened I'd be so freaking excited especially if it was on camera
1: I would have to (gasps) bathe in Lexapro like whatever just take all the SSIs like whatever you got to get through that experience
3: (laughs) yes no that would be very traumatized how what
2: would be like your final thoughts and like just quick advice for those that want to get into ghost hunting right because I mean obviously like you're you have the personality for it you've been doing it for such a long time so what are things that you would like recommend to people who want to get into this space and you feel like is the most important thing that
3: has you know helped you time and time again? Well, especially being online and filming your own content and everything, I just think you've got to be confident. If you're insecure, and it's so normal to be insecure, but if you're not confident within yourself, then... Nobody else is going to think you're confident and it's going to show you got to just honestly, you just got to love what you're doing and not care at all what anyone says. You're going to find the right people who want to follow you. You're going to find your audience no matter what. And if some people leave or they don't want to follow you, then whatever. But as long as you're happy doing what you're doing and you love the paranormal or you love whatever you want to do, then other people will see that and they'll gravitate towards you just don't put so much pressure. I've actually kind of been suffering with this a little. I feel like I've been putting a lot of pressure on myself lately because I want to do this and I want to do that. And then I feel like since I don't have a team of people around me, because I feel like every influencer out there has a team, like they have a manager, they have a producer. Yes. I've never had a manager. I've never had a producer. I've never had anybody. Helping me, except for my brother who helps me film, obviously, but sometimes I just kind of feel like left out almost of what everyone else is doing and everybody's collabing with each other or they have like these huge friend groups. And I'm not like that. So I've kind of like taken time for myself and trying to figure out which direction I want to go more in, even though I am doing paranormal, but to kind of evolve my content and evolve myself because you're always evolving and transforming. But as long as you just stay true to yourself and not get influenced by other people and what they're doing and don't compare yourself to others and just stay in your own lane and your own bubble and doing what you love and you'll be successful as long as you believe that once I um, changed my mindset that's when everything flipped for me so like I said earlier I wish I changed it a decade ago
1: and (laughs) wouldn't y'all agree that you can't expect immediate success like don't be afraid to put the time in because the longer obviously the longer you do it the better you get I feel like a lot of this stuff is for a lot of us, it takes that right break. And if you have Mm -hmm. the content already out there, then you're ready for when that break comes to take on whatever the next step is.
3: Exactly. And I feel like the more time you put into it as well, you're just going to be more confident in what you're posting and just opportunities will come to you. And I don't know, I feel like the way I am now, like five years ago, I wasn't like this, like now I'm so confident and I don't question myself like I used to. And I feel like all the things that I went through before, like I went through like rejections and with other things. And I was like, oh my God, well, if they don't like me, then I must not be good enough. But I kept going. And now I finally have found my people. I feel happy, and satisfied and accomplished. And it just, you know, sometimes it takes longer. Like I'm 31 and now yeah, same. I same stuff that I want to do. You know, I wanted to do this a decade ago, but I guess it took me a decade to like figure things out, exactly. and I'm happy it's happening now. I feel like this is a great age for that,
2: you know. I think so too, because I feel like in your 30s, like you just you went through so much. Like in your 20s, you go through so much, like finding your finding your voice, finding your confidence, because like your 20s, you're you have this idea of what like going into adulthood looks like, and by your 30s, you're like, no, this is the reality of adulthood. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. maybe depressing. I'll go with the punches. But like, I'm here now and I'm more confident with my foundation. And I think yeah. like, you know, I wanted to make content in my 20s. And like, I, I, you're right. Like we were saying, it's like, I feel like people who make paranormal, supernatural content, we are the outcasts, I feel like of content. creation yeah. We are, we are weird outcasts. Um, a lot of, and even for me, right. Like I, I work for BuzzFeed. I meet a lot of creators mm-hmm. through BuzzFeed and I always feel like an outcast, even with that group, I love them, but like, they're making like jokes, humor and all this stuff. Right. Like, and everyone loves that content and like, it's easy to relate to and all that stuff. Right. Um, and for me though it's like oh spooky queen and then but like that's it I'm like the weirdo right and it's like okay that's fine like if this was like a breakfast club I'm that basket case girl the one that's like you know like like, yeah (laughs) Uh, I'm her right whereas I feel like these humor people like comedy uh skit people they're more of like the molly Ringwall, right but it's like Mm -hmm. and that's fine like that's cool I I love their content I respect their content I'm just that weirdo that is oh in in the head in the clouds where it's like Ghosts. What if this conspiracies? All well, like I'm just that weirdo, and that's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, so you say
1: weird, but I I think of it as both of you create original content. Like there's so many people out there doing the other stuff. Like what we, uh-huh. the three of us, do in different ways is way more niche. And I think that you get a lot of loyalty from your audience because there's not a lot of people out there creating quality stuff. You know, yeah. in and this- I
3: think that's why you also gotta be careful with who you might be friends with or collaborate with, because like we were saying, how people do fake things, like it's just it takes one person to kind of maybe not ruin your name, but I'm always so cautious with who I get involved with and everything. Cause I just, you know what I mean? I think that's why I kind of like to be by myself a lot. But that's okay. Yeah. But you just gotta if your audience, especially in the paranormal, if your audience does not trust you. I don't know. That's just not good at all. I mean, it's, a good not, chance, like, yeah. uh, it's not your fault if you're accidentally friends with somebody who fakes stuff and you didn't know in the beginning or whatever, but yeah, you just, I think our age group and stuff were just a lot more mature and.
1: <laughs> well, and Stephanie, you said <laughs> like you, you kind of learn how to take the punches. I think also in your thirties, you learn how to punch back. Cause you yes. you're yeah, kind exactly. of like veteran enough where you know, you kind of discover what you want and how to get it. And it's hard, like, especially working in entertainment um, and yeah. the way that we have to kind of do it, like hooker by crook, where it's not like you said, a straightforward path. And and a lot of stuff's not a straightforward path now, but that's almost a gift because you don't have to have a manager anymore. You know, like yeah. I did acting I and stuff for a little bit and. I mean, that's, all. they're all hard roads to hoe, but like, at least with this stuff, we do have some control over our, our content. And I think that's such yeah. a great thing when you do find some success, you know?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. At the end of the day, like passion and your outlook in life is like literally what feeds, like your audience feeds your hobbies and all of that. And I, I really love that because like, I feel like as long as you continue to feel excited about the content you make, like you're going to create a community. And that's like the most important part. And what we all do is we're trying to create a community where we can all just, Talk about these experiences, but also be excited about revisiting these memories or these experiences that not everyone's going to want to believe you for some reason, you know, one or the other, whether people walk away or not with this, you know, outlook. I feel like, you know, just I hope that people reflect on this and think about like how perception is everything. Your truth is everything. And don't let other people tell you otherwise.
3: No, Yeah. it's your life. Exactly. No one's ever going to be you. So you might as well just, you know, you got to just, it's you got one life. Are you really going to spend it worrying about other people? You got to really think of it like that. Why are you going to waste all those years worried about what Joe said? Or I don't know.
1: (laughs) Fuck Joe. (laughs) Because
3: again, you're so positive. So I want people to check out your content.
2: I mean, not only do you have such interesting content and you do some some really crazy cool stuff like I say crazy because some people like you said like we said earlier in the uh, in this uh in this session um people probably look at you all crazy like oh my god you run towards this you talked to oh,
3: Anna about yes. um yes but I said people... I told her I'm like her biggest fan <laughs>
2: yeah I, I want people to check that out so with that said can you like tell people how to find you on your social platforms
3: yeah so my youtube channel is Brittany Crab, so B R I T T N E Y C R A B B. My Instagram is Brittany Crab forty four. My TikTok is Brittany Crab forty four. And My Twitter is Brittany Crab. YouTube is my main thing, of course. Yeah,
2: no, I love that. So if, yeah, if anyone wants to find her, feel free to check her out. We'll also have the usernames in the description. Thank yes, thank you so much for being part of
3: this. Thank you and- so much for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's my first podcast and it's super fun
2: i know this is a lot of fun oh yeah thank you Brittany, for being part of this podcast episode i was so excited i'm i am excited to have you here what the heck was i am excited to have you here I'm excited uh, too. thank you guys for having me um so yeah thank you everyone for being here and tune in next time for the stephanie strange corner i'm so excited to be able to be part of this and yeah thank you